Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance. Rules and restrictions apply. Um, and then I launched the eBooks and made like thirty, twenty-five thousand dollars or something in four or five days. Which for me, I was like, okay, well, that's validation at least that there might be something here. From Milo, it's freelance to founder, where we tell the real stories of solopreneurs who've scaled their businesses to something much bigger than themselves. I'm your host, Brandon Hull. On today's show, we talk to a woman who escaped the friendly and safe confines of a job she loved, though it didn't move her emotionally, to her own successful training resource for copywriters. And she's recently debuted her first software company as well. This is the story of Joanna Weeb, founder of Copy Hackers. Freelance to Founder is made possible by our sponsors. But before I let Preston tell you about this episode's sponsors, a quick note. We've seen a huge increase in positive comments about the podcast on iTunes. We really appreciate that. James and Jay Heenan and happy, sad, cry, love thing. Thanks for taking the time. If you haven't yet done so, will you take just a minute to give us your rating and review there? Now here's Preston. Season three of Freelance to Founder is sponsored by FreshBooks the number one invoicing software for freelancers and solopreneurs. FreshBooks recently released some major updates to better help you scale your business. From super fast invoice creation to automatic client reminders and lots of other cool features, FreshBooks is the number one choice for lots of our listeners and readers. In fact, this season, you'll hear from freelancers and solopreneurs just like you who have used FreshBooks to manage and scale their business. Real people who are running real businesses and using FreshBooks to do it. To try the all-new FreshBooks free for 30 days, visit freshbooks.com slash FTF and enter FTF in the How Did You Hear About Us section. You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane effective home workout. That's because Hydro pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's going to want to take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com, promo code FREELANCE, or just click the link in our show description. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people calling with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? 
Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs, and did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. If you've ever felt your day job has you stuck, where you love the salary, but you're not moved emotionally by the work you do, or maybe the work you do is stellar, but you tend to question the status quo a little too much, you need to hear all of today's episode. From beginning to end, you'll be educated and motivated by Joanna. She was one of five children growing up in a family in Canada. Let's get introduced to her. So yeah, I'm one of five original weeb kids. Uh, we were raised um, by a very hardworking dad um, who went back to school when I was like in my formative years and taught me about work. Um, yeah, and then grew you know grew up the normal way, um, but never really you know we were not the rich kids on the block. That's for sure. When I was in high school, I was actually, uh, my stepmom was a janitor at the school that I went to. And I was her, one of her employees. So I was a janitor at the school where I was actually attending. And if you can imagine, I mean, it's been a few years since, but it's not like kids have gotten any nicer. So I built some pretty solid character in those years. I have so much character thanks to those years. Life was actually pretty predictable for Joanna as a child, though her dad set a great example by challenging his own situation and going back to school. She assumed she'd follow a nice, tidy route after college. There was a part of me that wanted to do the easy, proper career thing. So I went to law school for a day that was far too long already. That single day was too much. So I wanted that kind of thing, like the safety of it, but I don't think I'm actually built for it. Joanna majored in communications and technology and went to work immediately for a creative agency as a writer. I was at an agency. It was a B2B agency um, called Insight, and that's in Edmonton. And that I was the only writer on the creative team. I was a bit of a luxury hire, right? Like I, I got a strong sense that if they ever had to cut a role, I would go first. But on her first day, she and her boss made their first decision together, one that she later regretted. They had a bunch of designers, and it was a very design-focused um, company. But that was where I started out. And my first day, my boss was like, well, what do we call you? Uh, do we call you a copywriter? And we were both, like, we looked at each other across the table, and we, like, both visibly shuddered. That sounds disgusting, right? Like, ooh, what's that? Oh, that sounds boring. And so we called me a creative writer, which was, like, a disastrous mistake. Like, I know at the time... But businesses coming into the agency did not need 
a creative writer. They needed somebody to move units, to get more leads in, like someone who can actually close stuff. The agency had a rule prohibiting creatives from having clients on the side. So Joanna was largely focused on her daily work with no real freelancing involved. That role at Insight Solutions ultimately led to a couple of other copywriting roles before she finally landed at Intuit, the company behind QuickBooks. Yeah, I mean, not not emotionally satisfying work necessarily, but but it can't all be. You tell yourself that at least, right? Um, so a lot of web writing, like right, senior web writers. So yeah, okay. Um, so that would mean if we did a campaign like uh, the latest QuickBooks upgrade, and this was this was before, like QuickBooks Online wasn't even in Canada or outside of the US really. And I wrote for Intuit Global, which was the UK and India and Canada, etc. And so I wrote for the installed product. So every time there was an upgrade, you'd send a new sales email on why they should upgrade to the next paid version. So I'd write the email, write the landing page, um, that kind of thing, really basic stuff when there was a website overhaul. So that was the kind of work I did, not not life-changing, soul-satisfying work. So I say I didn't do any side projects, but I was interested in things on the side. And I had my own things going on, uh, like um, not for client work, like not freelance stuff, but really interested in startups. And so, uh, um, but we had done these side projecty things. And so I'd become part of this community called Hacker News or Y Combinator, like Y Combinator is an incubator and they have a, a forum space called uh, Hacker News. So I became part of this community, just like engaging, just like reading what people said and Every so often I would, you know, chime in. And about a year before I left Intuit, uh, there was a gentleman named Sharif Bashay. He posted on Hacker News and said like, hey guys, here's my new website. Can I get your feedback on it? And so I was like, cool, I'm happy to give that feedback. So I was more than happy to do more than I needed to to give this guy feedback on his site. So I put together a deck where I just like took screenshots of his pages and identified just challenges with the copy. Little did she know what this one little exercise would result in. It changed everything. Sharif was so grateful for the quality of the recommendations that Joanna made that he went right back to the Hacker News community to publicly thank her for it. And the floodgates opened. And I sent that over to him. And then a few weeks later, it was actually my birthday and we had just launched this other little side project thing. Anyway, I got home from my birthday dinner and my inbox was full. Like it was stupidly full. And evidently Sharif Bishay had posted on Hacker News and had gone to the top of Hacker News, which is a really big deal. Um, Hacker News, he'd said, um, he basically had said, I love this community so much and here's why. And he used my deck as an example of like, what's so great about it. So people were like, oh, help me, help me. And I was like, so I answered the first six emails I opened with, sure, I'll totally help you. And then I'm like, okay, there are like 50 more below this. I can't help everybody. And I didn't want to do paid client work. So I was like, okay, well, I can't help you guys. I'm really sorry to those other 50 people. And a bunch of them were like, well, why don't you at least write an ebook or something? Like, just do something so I can write my own copy myself. And that's what led her to start Copy Hackers. Yeah, but I launched like with the same idea that I think a lot of people have when they're about to go freelance or leave their job. And that is, okay, well, if I go and try to build my own web presence, I need a blog and it's got to have 
posts on it. And so I like whipped these posts up, which nobody read, nobody commented on. Um, and then I launched the eBooks and made like $30,000, or something in four or five days, which for me, I was like, okay, well, that's validation at least that there might be something here. And I didn't need those blog posts at all. Like they didn't help in any way. They just made your site look like nobody visited it or something. What I needed was like value for the community. And so, um, yeah, that was kind of a revelation is like, oh man, the things that I thought were true about freelancing and building an online presence for your own company might actually be true. This brings us to lesson number one from Joanna, give value to a community. When you're first starting out, you may be intimidated by everyone telling you that you have to have a massive email list that you can build a relationship with before launching your first product. Joanna didn't even have that. Well, the genius thing is this whole Hacker News community. So, um, and this is, I tell, and I know this is work and people are like, is there not a shortcut? Well, there might be other shortcuts. I don't have a shortcut for you. What I do know is that if you involve yourself deeply in a community and you like genuinely care about the community and like give to it, eventually it will give back to you. Jason over at, I don't think podcast, the podcast texting is still around, but Jason over there talks about a uh, luck surface area. And that luck surface area increases the harder you work and the more people you get to know. So it's like, yeah, the harder I work, the luckier I get, right? That that old idea. And I think that the hard work is still at the core of launching. It's everybody who's tried to grow their list knows that it is hard to grow your list, to grow a good engaged list versus a community where they're being pulled back to the community by a variety of content, not just yours. And then if that community has browser notifications, so they're pulled back frequently. Um, that feels like the path of least resistance, in my opinion. It doesn't actually take that much to engage in a community you love. So if that's the case, just all you have to do is hang out and like upvote stuff and comment on things that are interesting. That's actually it. You'll get karma points and then you can go and quote unquote cash in those karma points when it's time for you to launch. And then those people who come over to your site when it is time for you to launch something, they go on your list as well. And that's how we started at least growing the copy hackers list. Now we're just getting started with Joanna and copy hackers. We go deeper into how Joanna built copy hackers and her newest company, Aristory. Season three of Freelance to Founder is sponsored by our good friends at FreshBooks. Lots of freelancers in the Milo community choose FreshBooks for their invoicing and client management needs, including this guy. Hey, Ian Paget here, host of the Logo Geek podcast. Ian's an extremely talented designer, which means he can't be sending out invoices that look like they came from a free Microsoft Word template. I've been using FreshBooks for just over a year now, and the thing that I love most about it is that I can create, you know, really great-looking invoices very quickly. If you'd like to join Ian and start sending out beautiful invoices, plus create those invoices in less than 30 seconds and schedule automatic reminder emails if your clients forget to pay those invoices, well, then you should visit freshbooks.com FTF and enter FTF in the How Did You Hear About Us section. This season is also sponsored by Storyblocks. 
Have you ever been in the middle of a client project, your client has gone over scope and over budget, and getting the right visual elements for the project will take some kind of miracle? Well, Storyblocks brings you over 400,000 photos, vectors, textures, and icons, all for one super low annual price. Plus, for freelance to founder listeners, you'll get seven days free by visiting storyblocks.com founders. That's seven days free access to almost half a million quality photos, vectors, textures, and icons. Visit storyblocks.com slash founders. Before the break, Joanna was telling us about how she launched Copy Hackers. I stopped at that moment in our conversation, though, wanting to get a bit more detail on what makes a good copywriter to begin with. It's one thing to be able to write creatively. It's another to write for the purpose of converting a reader into a customer. What sets apart a conversion-oriented copywriter from a creative writer? Or if you're doing your own copywriting, how can you make sure you write to sell versus to inform or entertain? The conversion copywriter will likely have a design-free email, so there won't be a header. Um, It will be first person, so it'll be me to you. Uh, one-to-one. It'll probably have an identifiable framework. So a copywriter would identify, like me reading it, I would likely be able to identify the framework they're using to put it together. Um, so that would mean like, are you using problem agitation solutions to set it up? Or are you using ADA, attention, interest, desire, action? Are you using the four Ps? Which, what are you using? It's Chances are very good a conversion copywriter is going to go there unless they've used those so much that they've develop their own without really even recognizing that they've developed it. So they could do a combination of PAS with ADA. As well, a conversion copywriter will have something to grab you immediately um, versus a creative copywriter who might be more likely to depend on the opening image or the creative concept around that email, um, right? And so at least that's been my experience. So I would, I would definitely um, identify those early differences. Good lessons for people who enjoy writing but aren't seeing people say yes to their offers. Now, what if you're hiring a copywriter for your work? How would you know you're getting someone who gets it? A copywriter that wants to close is going to talk mostly, not always, right? But you're you're probably going to hear a lot of things like close, like paid conversions, like average order value, um, those sorts of, they're going to talk in metrics. And others who are the more creative copywriters are more in my experience, again, someone's going to hear this and go like, that's not true. But in my experience, um, that person is the more creative copywriter is going to talk in, uh, uh, they're going to respond well, if you're like, Oh, I really like that. Um, if you say, Oh, I really like that copy. Um, that's what a creative copywriter wants to hear. And I know that because I was one, if you can find a copywriter who will take risks and stand behind them because a copywriter fresh out of the gate is likely to take risks. Five years later, they've been beaten down so painfully. And I know a lot of designers, a lot of designers feel the same way, right? Where you're like, okay, well, I know that I have good ideas, but they never go over or or people agree with them up front. And then when it's time to actually hit publish on the page, they're like, "Mm, actually. Copy Hackers is known for its library of authoritative content on copywriting. With six courses at $997 a piece, Joanna has learned a thing or two about not only building courses, but launching them successfully. It wasn't that way at the beginning, however. Um, I remember not studying what other courses do and don't do right, so obvious big mistake. Um, but I had I had purchased a course 
um, from a big online marketer. And I was so disappointed with the chorus. And we put this just, I recorded 10 videos. They were an hour each. Okay, so I later learned a bunch of stuff that was wrong with what I did here. Uh, but I did these 10 videos. I recorded them myself. I had my uh, PC. I wasn't on a MacBook at the time. I had this PC with a webcam attached to the top of it. And it was all set up wrong. Like, um, just talked into the camera. I had some things that were like scripted that were just below the camera where I tried not to obviously look down at the notes. Um, and yeah, I turned out these, this, 10 part course that we hosted on 10 different pages on copyhackers.com where you needed a password to get into them. It was the same password for every single student. So if you bought it, you could truly just give the password to everybody. Sold this for, I think it was $297, $297. And I was like, okay, this is going to be crazy because the books were selling for like 20 bucks a pop. We launched this and I think the list was at about 4,000 people or something. And we made about 30,000 US dollars with this launch. And I was like, okay, I've heard of really huge launches. <laughs> this wasn't one of them. Clearly, she figured it out. There have been thousands of copy hacker students at this point. Meanwhile, Joanna was dabbling in writing young adult fiction on the side. Nothing to get in the way of her copywriting enterprise, of course. It seems some downtime on a little vacation to Hawaii gave her the motivation she needed to tackle a new form of writing on the side. But what's really interesting is this. Her fiction writing opened up a new business idea. Air Story. When I started doing it, I was actually, I was writing young adult novels. I had a book contract um, and I was putting these young adult novels together, you know, 90,000 words, a lot of reorganizing sections, cutting things, deleting sections only to go like, oh, I wish I hadn't deleted that. Um, or where did that go? And having my editor, uh, my agent, um, the marketing team come in, having all these people come into your document. Um, Google Docs was decent for that, absolutely. But there was like for the collaboration side of it, but there, there were all of these pieces where like if I just want to move a section of my book around, if I want chapter eight to appear earlier, let's say, or I want this section in this chapter to appear earlier, why can't I just like, shouldn't software do something to help me with that? Like it can't really just be about me hitting like cut and then finding where I want to paste it and then paste. That's it. That's like the best it can do. Was there ever any trepidation about moving from digital product creator to software as a service founder? Well, I've been such a fan of of startups like I'm, I'm in startup world it's like um someone who goes to hollywood to be a filmmaker because they love movies like you're gonna learn a lot when you go there but you want to be you want to you're and you're you're you love it so much so i love i love startups i love the hustle of it i love the scariness of it and how stupid you are for doing it but like it might actually work. It's a pretty good little gamble that you have, right? And um, so, ah, for me, I like building things. Period. Um, and I think a course is a great thing, but the value it provides is sort of—I mean, you'll always learn. You'll keep what you learned, but it's a—it's a one and done sort of thing, right? And I, I want to add regular, ongoing value to people's lives. Join us pretty unstoppable. I have no doubt Aristory is going to do really well in the niche she's targeted. 
And I think that because Joanna didn't just want to start a software company, that, that wasn't her goal. Between her work with copy hackers and AirStory, there's something bigger at play here. Our goal um, is to power change makers, right? We see the people who are making the greatest change in the world are relying on their words to do so. So our goal is to make it possible for you to, to make that change um, and to make it better and so you feel better and, and actually create. What final advice does she have for aspiring writers, maybe even current bloggers who are doing their work, focusing on their expertise as practitioners today, but who have bigger aims down the road? What would she say to them? Two things, really. One, do not stop learning. Like you never close your your head um, to, to an idea, especially if it's an idea that you don't agree with. Um, so the more that you can um, just keep saying, okay, well, that seems really dumb. Why are they doing that? And then try it yourself, the better. So keep learning and be like, and that doesn't mean you have to buy courses, but like pay attention. When you get an email in your inbox and you're like, um, this person is sending me too many emails. Instead of saying that, ask why is this person sending so many emails and then make a study of it, right? Like you can do that and you can become a phenomenal copywriter and strategic mind in copywriting too, just by doing that. So there's that. The second one is not to, Never underestimate the power of getting great content out there starting right now. So if you want to be a copywriter who commands good money, and I don't know anybody who wants to be a copywriter that doesn't make money. So if you want to make money, you're in business. You should be making money because you're dealing with businesses. Um, if you want to do that, it's time for you to start building your authority. There's really no question about it. You should be writing better content than anybody has ever written, promoting it like a mofo, and then letting the clients come to you. And that's the story of Joanna Weeb, founder of Copy Hackers. Coming up in our next episode, Nathan Berry. You'll learn more about his transformation from app and user experience designer to founder of email service provider ConvertKit. You really don't want to miss that episode. I think a lot of people make something and then they're just like, I made this thing, now buy it. And they don't put any thought into like the actual launch or the, the, the process leading up to now go buy it. And so that's what I learned through the process is that you can't just put something out there and expect it to sell. And so all of those early products that I was listening out in that email were the ones that I thought that the work was build the product and then sell it as two totally different phases. For Preston and the rest of the Millo team, I'm Brandon Hull. Thanks for listening to our show. We'll catch you next time.